Welcome to the Happy Nervous System Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Delahook. What we know about mental health is rapidly changing, and I help you stay up to date on the major paradigm shifts from dating to love to parenting. Get ready to learn about your body, regulate your nervous system, and improve your life and relationships with ease. Let's jump in. Welcome. So glad to have you. I am recording this on a beautiful Los Angeles sunny morning. Um, I never take the weather here for granted, but it's just especially beautiful today. We've had a colder winter, so this sun coming through the window just feels really, really nice. So today I want to talk about symptom management and really dive into what your symptoms are telling you. So if you've been following me for a while and you've tuned into some of the other episodes, by now you know that I'm very passionate about education when it comes to our mental health and our physical health. I think we do a really, really poor job in our school systems And also in our country with prioritizing really important and necessary information about our health. And because physical health is mental health and vice versa, we cannot separate them. Lack of information and education about our bodies, our physical health, directly impacts our mental well-being. So it really is my mission with creating Happy Nervous System podcast and also Roya, which is a wellness community. It's my mission to get this information out there to make it fun and enjoyable and sexy and exciting and easy and accessible for many people who cannot afford expensive therapy. That's my mission. It's been very, very fun and exciting to develop this project And Roya is actually the name of the online virtual school where you can learn these classes and take workshops, again, on the juicy information and topics that we all wish we had, especially in college. So that is coming soon. You can follow us over on Instagram at Roya.Wellness. Roya is R-O-Y-A. That's the best way to to stay up to date on upcoming speakers, workshops, and courses. But pretty soon we are having someone special on here to really take a deep dive into women's health. And I think it'll be really great. And I'll start to survey some topics and questions that you all would like answered. And of course, for all the guys listening, I also have a few male doctors in the queue to come on the podcast. So did not forget about you. Um, Men's health is still really important to talk about. I think I'm just biased and historically speaking, our country has focused on men's health more than women's health. So trying to balance the playing field. Let's get started. So I do want to say before we jump into today's topic, I am providing some exercises and 
things you can do to take a deeper dive, but this is not professional advice. This is simply for educational purposes. Please contact a professional if you are struggling or if you'd like advice and guidance on your specific situation. So symptom management and are you listening to what your symptoms are telling you? So if I asked you to list out, let's say, 10 10 symptoms or 10 sensations that you've been feeling in the past month, what would you do with that list? Would you be able to think of anything? Would you be able to think of 100 things? Would you just report that you've been feeling great and nothing's, you, you haven't had any symptoms? So what we feel in our body and how we make sense of it is actually a really, really important process that supports emotional well-being. And we've talked about this term before, but interoceptive awareness or interoception is the process of noticing what's happening on the inside of your body. So it's noticing and feeling that sensation. And then, of course, our brain very quickly tries to make sense or make meaning of what this sensation is. Sometimes our brain guesses correctly and sometimes it doesn't. And that's why therapy can be very useful to help recorrect and reprogram your brain when it's guessing wrong. I'll get into that in a bit. Um, But I wanted to share a very interesting area of study that I'm reading more and more articles on, and that is glucose monitoring. And there are more and more studies coming out for those who they were wearing glucose monitoring um, advices. I don't know what they're called, but they were able to track their blood sugar and glucose in their blood. And for the participants that ate something that sent them into a glucose spike, so really high, and then a glucose dip, because it's different for every single body, but for those who had this spike and dip, they reported periods of feeling very anxious or depressed when they were in these spikes or these dips. And these were not people with just diabetes. These were just average, in quotes, healthy people. So this really got me thinking and confirms my idea that you, we just cannot separate our mental well-being from what's happening inside our body, inside of our physiology. So this also, you know, this opens the door to many other topics. And I actually think we're misunderstanding topics such as emotional eating. And there's a lot of labels in the mental health field, but I truly believe our symptoms and how we feel emotionally have a direct physical marker. And the thing that makes this frustrating is it's really, really expensive to do a bunch of 
testing and workup on our physiology. Most people don't have access to it, and if you do, it's very expensive and time-consuming. The good news is we don't necessarily have to track everything. We can actually start to trust our body and follow our symptoms and befriend our symptoms and really befriend what our body is trying to tell us. So while these studies are interesting, and there's many more examples I can share, and I will over over time, one thing is clear, that when you feel off, you are not making it up. I really, really, really want you to absorb this message. And with the hundreds of clients that I've worked with in my private practice, I've heard time and time again, um, denial of symptoms. And people will say things like, I don't have it that bad. I should snap out of this. Why do I still have this headache? Um, I'm overall healthy. I don't care about the chronic knee pain, whatever it is. But it's really important to actually validate, acknowledge, listen, and respond to symptoms because it puts you on the fast track of working with the wisdom of your body. Symptoms really matter and they're very, very wise. And there's many somatic therapy practices that preach this message that when we feel and really pay attention to physical sensations, we can gain a ton of insight. And that's what um, sensory motor psychotherapy is focused on, which I did become certified in level one. And I just absolutely love it for any professionals listening. I want to take it back for just a moment to your childhood. And again, this does not replace therapy at all. This is just to provide you some education around an exercise that you can give a a try at home. So think back to when you were a child. What were the messages that your caregivers gave you? And these messages, you're going to remember verbal things that they said, but more importantly, you're going to remember what they what wasn't said. So the messages always carry unsaid meaning. So let's say you were sick, you just caught a cold or whatever, a flu, you just weren't feeling well, you woke up and... For some of you, your parents may have said, you're going to school anyways. (laughs) Who cares? You're going to school. You're fine. You don't look sick. Go to school. So right there in that message alone, there's so much meaning that comes from the caregivers and really how you're going to approach yourself and sickness and wellness moving forward, right? So the obvious... (laughs) Factor here is denial. Forget it. You're fine. Don't listen to your body. Suck it up. Push through. Which isn't always a bad thing, I have to say. There's balance that's very important. Or maybe they let you stay home, but they said no TV, no special treatment. You're going to help me with the chores. No naps. Like, you're going to work if you're staying at home. So this implies a whole nother set of you know, of ideas and of meaning for when you don't feel well, that rest isn't important, rest isn't accessible or 
as a child, you're not worthy of rest. Rest is lazy. So there's tons of messages here. Maybe you had parents on the other side who were overly anxious and panicked when maybe you weren't that sick. So maybe you just had a very minor cold, but they took your temperature, they wrapped you in a blanket and called the pediatrician and you really felt the fear in their voice when really in reality you were fine. Maybe you just needed to stay home and have an extra snuggle. So as you can see, these are very, very different childhood experiences that create very different outcomes in children. And the reason why going back to childhood matters, although these experiences don't control your future, they're really important with how we act and experience the world as adults. Because when we're kids, our nervous system is dependent on our caregivers. We don't have our full nervous system developed. Our brain isn't developed. We quite literally depend on those around us to find balance in our bodies. And this depends, um, or sorry, predicts if we feel safe or threatened. So that's a long way of saying when you experience a symptom, whether you fall and skid your knee or you catch a cold, your childhood probably greatly impacts whether or not your mind and your body code this as a safe or threatening experience. So one part of my practice that I really, really enjoy is helping adults learn how to validate their own experiences. And this is where we truly can rewire our brain to act in a way that is ideal for us. We don't have to be controlled by what our caregivers did or didn't. So I really encourage you, if you are a symptom ignorer, or maybe you came from a family, again, that was overly anxious, and that makes you ignore your symptoms. I'm here to say it's really important to validate your symptoms, not be controlled by them, but validating your experience really helps with mental health. So here are some steps that I encourage my clients to do. And if you're into it, I want you to keep a health journal and Just check yourself. If you're the obsessive type and you think a health journal would do more harm than good, forget it. (laughs) Don't do it. But if you think it'd be something healthy and helpful for you that you were not, you won't obsess on, these are three things that you can track. Um, Oh, sorry, two things, and then I'll go into subcategories. But let's say you have a symptom. So let's just say you have a weird low belly ache one day. So instead of just launching into anxiety, trying to think of what it could be, or just ignoring it and going to that hit class anyways, regardless of the pain, you just take out the journal and take a moment. Literally one moment, sit down, take a breath. And this practice alone teaches us we can sit with our experience, even if we have 30 seconds. 
question number one to journal about. How am I experiencing this physically? Check in with your energy level. What is the pain one to 10? Where's the location? You might first think that it's in your low belly and then you realize it's spreading to your back. It's also connected to your left shoulder and that your muscles are kind of achy. So take a moment, really check in. How is this showing up physically? Question number two, how am I experiencing this emotionally? This one's tough, but you got it. And this is, again, a form of reparenting. You're most likely, everyone listening, your parents did not tune in with us and ask how we were feeling beyond our physical experience. So how am I experiencing this pain emotionally? Is it making me feel anxious? Is it making me sad? Is it making me worried about having a body or worried about my future if I'll always be in pain? Could this possibly be connected to trauma from my past? So this is not a magic wand exercise. It's simply just two questions. But this practice does amazing things. We start to learn that it's okay that we don't fix things right away, but we can have our own back. We can validate our experience as real. And then you also make a commitment to show up and take action towards healing these symptoms. That's the practice. And then, you know, if you are one to feel overwhelmed, just remind yourself you are not your experience. You are not your pain. You're not your symptom. You are the witness to the pain and the symptom. This is another important step. Again, if you are the anxious type, that can get really consumed. So this is a very healing process with symptoms And we often, as adults, um, crave others to take care of us and validate our feelings and validate our experience, especially romantic partners. But when we slow down and learn to do this for ourselves, it's incredibly rewarding and it helps our nervous system shift to a place of safety. All right. That is it for today. Moral of the story, listen to your symptoms. They have a ton of wisdom. It's not about a quick fix. It's just about building this beautiful relationship to the inside of your body. You are real. You're not making anything up. And I'm here to remind you that it is your right to feel good in your body much love stay safe we're still in this pandemic i hope you're doing okay give us a follow on instagram and stay tuned for some really exciting guests courses workshops to come thanks so much and have a beautiful day